Welcome to the Conscious Combat Club, trauma-informed martial arts by women for women. I'm your host Georgia and I cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Please note that some listeners might find this content distressing. Take care, connect with your support networks and refer to the organisations in the show notes below. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm trying something new. Okay, so I don't have on a guest. I am instead going to be sharing with you our pitch deck. So if you are new to this podcast, this is going to be a great introductory episode to catch you up to speed about who is the Conscious Combat Club. And if you've been here for a while, you'll know that it's really important to me to involve all of you in this incredible journey that we are currently on and will continue to be on. So I thought something that would be, I think, really valuable for me um, and hopefully for you as well, uh, mostly for me, kind of selfishly, would be to share our pitch deck so that I can practice pitching, so that I can get feedback from you all, so that I can keep you up to date about what we're working towards, so that hopefully all of you will keep your fingers and toes crossed for what we have in the pipelines. Um, A little bit of background about what a pitch deck is for those of you who aren't familiar. A pitch deck is essentially a slideshow that businesses or organizations will send to prospective investors or donors to give them an overview about what they're asking for. So it's a deck of slides to help you pitch. In this case, our pitch deck is a slideshow presentation that goes through who the Conscious Combat Club is, why we're trying to raise money and what we're going to do with that money. Um, And I think it's super exciting. I'm stoked to be able to share this with you. So much work has gone into the creation of this pitch deck um, and the business plan that comes along with it. So in a pitch deck, The pitch deck is really step one and oftentimes it'll be sending the deck just on its own. So not as a presentation or a video, but just as a set of slides so that someone can look at it and make a decision about whether they want to spend their time having you actually pitch to them. Then you might pitch and then if they are interested in getting involved, then you'll give them a much more detailed document, which is your business plan. And for us, it's a social enterprise business plan because that's the type of organization that we run. Um, This is all very much pending our charitable status being approved. We've submitted an application to the Australian Charities Commission for full charitable status. Um, For those of you who are familiar with this terminology, we've applied for DGR or deductible gift recipient endorsement. And we should find out in the next few weeks if we've been successful in that. So keep those fingers crossed because that really impacts the type of funding and grants that we can qualify for. Um, But in any case, enough of me kind of yarning on about what is a pitch deck and and where we've been. So if you'll stay with me through this episode, I'll share with you our pitch deck. I'm going to pitch it to you as if I'm pitching to someone who I'm hoping is going to get involved with the Conscious Combat Club, either as a philanthropist or as a corporate sponsor. If you are listening to this episode, you might like to hit pause 
and wait until you're not driving or doing something else that would make this unsafe. Um, but you could watch on YouTube if that's feeling aligned. I just say that because it's a very visual pitch deck. Um, and so you will miss out on a little bit of information if you're just listening. Uh, but I do think you'll still get a fair bit out of it. So if you really want to just listen, you can do that as well too. I don't mind. What I would really value is comments you can email me at georgia at consciouscombat.club or you can comment here on youtube hit us up on instagram fill in a form the contact form on our website consciouscombat.club and let us know what you think um, if you have any feedback for me as a presenter in terms of the deck um, and also if you've got any ideas for people who you think might want to get involved in supporting this mission i think that as a collective we are so much stronger so please if if there is anyone that you can think of who might be able to help i would love to talk to them so here we go <laughs> all right so we're here today to talk about the conscious combat club so i'm hoping that by the end of this presentation you'll have an understanding about who we are where we're going and how you can come on this journey with us. So we're here to address trauma. Now, trauma is an incredibly widespread problem. By the age of 17, two in three Australians will have experienced at least one traumatic event. And there are lots of different things that can be considered trauma within our lives. We all experience COVID-19, there are things like childbirth, natural disasters, uh, and of course, what we're here today to talk about is gender-based violence. So the Conscious Combat Club started to address gender-based violence, which is a form of violence that is perpetrated predominantly by men towards women and LGBTQ plus people. It is the combination of things like sexual assault, um, random attacks, and family violence or domestic violence. And it exists because of the power imbalances that we have within our society. And it is so much more pervasive than people realize. When I tell people that one in three women have experienced physical violence since the age of 15 in Australia, People are oftentimes really surprised because this is something that goes on behind closed doors, but obviously is impacting such a huge portion of our population. One in five women have experienced sexual violence. Four in five women have experienced sexual harassment. 50% of survivors don't seek advice or support after they're assaulted. And that just tells you just how stigmatized this issue is. Even today where we see more and more um, events, you know, things that are geared towards activism and raising awareness, this is still something that is very much hidden behind closed doors. And there are so many reasons for that that go beyond the scope of this presentation. I'm always happy to talk about them. And importantly, 61% of LGBTQ people have experienced intimate partner violence. So this is a huge, huge problem. When it comes to addressing the impacts of gender-based violence as a source of trauma, one of the main things that we do or that we have access to, which is wonderful, is talk therapy, right, is psychologists. 
What we're seeing now in Australia, though, is that psychologists are overrun with demand. They're an industry that is increasingly experiencing burnout. The wait times have fluctuated a lot over the past couple of years, and they've been blowing out to something like three months, six months, depending on which practitioners I've been speaking to. So oftentimes it's very difficult to get in to see somebody once you recognize that the problem's bad enough that you do want to see somebody. And unfortunately with mental health, we don't tend to be exceptionally proactive, again, for many, many reasons, right? People also wanting to do things in groups. This is something that we started to notice is that in a world coming out of COVID-19, people are craving real world connections, real world relationships. Um, and there is a demand for women only spaces. Women want to work out in women only facilities. And I can't tell you how many people or how many women have said to me that they're grateful that we offer a space where they can train without men. Um, and that's not to say that that's always going to be the case for those people, but particularly when it comes to getting started, we need to offer equity through women's only spaces. In response to all of that, we created the Conscious Combat Club. So the Conscious Combat Club is a safe and affordable space for women living with trauma to reclaim their body, confidence and strength through trauma-informed martial arts. We created a theory of change, which is a conceptual model that considers the problem that we're trying to address in society and how we're going to go about solving it. So again, our goal is to address gender-based violence. Our goal is to disrupt gender-based violence through recovery and prevention. And we do this through trauma-informed martial arts classes that are specifically designed for folks who have experienced trauma in a dedicated space that is designed to be trauma-informed, that is fully accessible, that has add-ons like a grounding room, access to all gender bathrooms, um, and is fully accessible for those with disabilities. We're also investing in the people who facilitate those types of classes who are trained in understanding trauma, in facilitating in a trauma-informed manner, and also are women, again, looking at addressing those barriers that I just mentioned. We predict that by offering affordable trauma-informed programs that are therefore accessible and move towards safety and we talk about being safe but safety is never something that we can guarantee it's something that we can certainly move towards then that will lead to improved boundary setting mindfulness resilience confidence and abilities to connect to our bodies and we're going to measure that using a validated tool which is called the multidimensional assessment of interoceptive awareness, which is a bit of a mouthful. It's a short survey that assesses um, changes pre and post program, looking at how people are able to connect to their bodies or feel like they are in their bodies, which is something that is significantly disrupted due to trauma. And also with a custom design survey to assess those other areas. So again, around boundary setting, around mindfulness, around confidence and resilience. 
Our organization at every level strives to disrupt gender-based violence and therefore act as a source of prevention by breaking down the drivers of gender-based violence, which are broadly gender inequality. And we predict that by running this program, then we'll be able to track those outcome measures and then we're going to be able to create some meaningful change in a space that is so hugely important. So why trauma-informed? Being trauma-informed means fitting a person's individual needs rather than asking them to fit a program. It's designed to prevent re-traumatization and facilitate healing. It's really important that we embed choice throughout our whole program. And so we do things by reminding people over and over again that everything they do in this program is their choice. And that can be quite foreign for people who are new to being able to set their own boundaries, to having their needs met and even listened to. And so we'll do that by saying things like, if you like, when you're ready, you might like to. So we offer invitations rather than instructions or commands. And we celebrate clients when they say no or when they take a different option or change the practice in some way that's aligned with their needs. Being trauma-informed is empowering, empowers individuals through capacity building while giving survivors a rest from intrusive thoughts by helping them be fully present in the moment. For an hour of kickboxing, you're present. It's an opportunity to forget what you've been thinking about, whether that's ruminating about financial stress or the trauma that happened in the past or what might happen again in the future. There's an opportunity to be in the moment. We get told so many times that meditating is a thing that we need to do, but for trauma survivors, intrusive thoughts make meditating almost impossible and can actually strengthen the connection between their well, I suppose the neural connection um, that links their thought patterns to thinking about their trauma. And so it's really important that we have these other ways that people can be fully present in the moments. Being trauma-informed is fully inclusive. Um, and for us, that means that we respect diversity in all its forms. A big part of gender-based violence impacts LGBTQ people. And it's important to note that when we say women, we mean all women, we mean trans women, and we mean gender diverse people who identify with womanhood. And so it's important that we don't have a men's bathroom and a women's bathroom, but rather that we have independent cubicles for changing, using the toilet and showering that create an all gender space. So people don't have to put themselves into a box in order to be able to participate in martial arts. And Trauma Informed aims to move towards safety. It ensures physical and emotional safety with a welcoming environment supported by fellow survivors and supporters. It's a way to connect with other people who have similar lived experience without needing to disclose the trauma. It creates shared understanding where we can realise that we're not alone within our struggles. Our approach was designed to respect autonomy while building community. We are by women for women, including our board and all of the staff who facilitate our classes. We offer classes both online and in person, accounting for the fact that not everybody can physically access our space, as in they can't travel that far, 
also not everybody is comfortable to be able to go out and exercise in a public space and that sometimes the security of a known space of starting from home is really important and we've had a number of participants start online and transition to in-person for those reasons. We offer really close support in the beginning of the journey um, to help people be ready to move into a group environment. We do initial one-on-one -on -one consultations that let us make sure that you are comfortable in the space, that you understand the movements, that you can ask any questions, um, and also so that you can experiment with any triggers that might come up and any grounding skills that you're working on. When we're looking towards building a community, so survivors can sign up for an ongoing membership um, and this enables them to attend classes all throughout the week, which is something that until now as a pop-up, we haven't been able to provide to clients. And something that I'm so excited for is to give people the flexibility to choose which days that they want to attend classes, which times of day that they want to be able to attend classes um, and so that they can really feel like they're a part of a community, like they're a part of a movement. Our pricing model ensures that our programs are affordable. Our prices are 40% below market value. And we really recognize that participating in martial arts can be expensive. It's standard for martial arts programs to cost $50 per week, um, which for a lot of people makes it unattainable. So we set our membership at $30 per week. We also do four initial consultations or pardon me four induction sessions that are at a maximum of two participants to one facilitator ratio and typically one to one ratio that means that participants get uh, some really close one-on-one -on -one coaching to help prepare them to enter the membership and we also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching at an ongoing rate um, for members and for non-members and for those who for whatever reason, would feel more comfortable in a one-on-one -on -one setting, which again is accounting for the diversity of needs of different people. It's been one hell of a journey getting to this point. We started in 2020, we're a COVID baby, with online classes in a small pilot of just four women after designing the program in consultation with psychologists, in particular psychologists who are trained in somatic experiencing. After that initial pilot, we grew to a few more online classes to then when Melbourne came out of lockdowns, progressing to in-person classes. We started facilitating pop-ups at person-centered psychology where we now consistently facilitate classes we grew our referral network working with psychologists as well as recovery coaches operating within the NDIS. And we've received clients funded by the Victims of Crime Assistance Tribunal, as well as um, various social work agencies and the NDIS. We joined the Swinburne Social Startup Studio to get really clear about what we were trying to do, how we were going to go about doing that, and what the best legal structure was going to be in order for us to move forward. 
We did a huge amount of financial modeling, predicting for the next three years, including considering best case, expected case, and worst case scenario. And we learned that the Conscious Combat Club would be cash positive in the first 16 months. We learned what our operational deficit would be and also what our capital expenditure would be. And we considered different legal structures in order to achieve both our funding goals and our social purpose goals and decided to become a registered not-for-profit. We brought a board on of five women, six women soon, um, to help lead and guide us through this incredible transition and journey towards opening a flagship studio. And we worked with lawyers to lodge an application for, as I said at the start of, of this podcast, for deductible gift recipient status. And hopefully we'll find out soon. We're hoping that we're heading towards opening our flagship studio and growing our team. So we're seeking funding to be able to open a dedicated studio so that we can provide all the things that we spoke about in terms of being genuinely trauma-informed and making a true difference in the lives of people who are impacted by gender-based violence. Once we open our flagship studio and get up and running, we're going to apply for NDIA registration or recognition um, which is an auditing process which will enable us to support more people within the NDIS who are not self or plan managed um, and requires us to have a dedicated facility that can be audited to ensure that it is up to standard. We're looking to formalise our coaching program um, which takes martial arts coaches through everything that they need to know about trauma-informed practice. And once we um, hit our capacity, which is supporting 400 um, participants or 400 members, then we'll start to look towards opening a second location um, to then see if we can create a model by which we can continue to grow our reach and service people all around Australia, hopefully at some point having locations in every capital city. We're looking to raise $400,000, which will cover our capital expenditure as well as our operating deficit and support 400 people to achieve our social impact goal. Our model predicts that if we can raise the $400,000 to get us started, then we'll be cash positive within the first 16 months which means that at that point we won't need to come back and ask for more funding. So we're doing an initial ask so that we can be totally sustainable as a social enterprise. Now, the things that we're looking to fund are primarily our people. Um, so we're looking to fund an additional two facilitators, one who will teach kickboxing and trauma-sensitive yoga, and another who will teach kickboxing and trauma-informed strength training, as well as an administrative superstar or gym manager slash receptionist to help manage the everyday or the day-to-day, -day. Um, a CEO, which will maintain myself, um, a people, culture, and inclusion leader, a safeguarding manager, 
and a project manager to help us get this thing going, help us get this thing off the ground. Um, our other expenditure includes the fit out of the premises, the purchasing of equipment such as mats, um, heavy bags, boxing gloves, boxing pads, um, and then some additional costs around legal, licensing, training, marketing. We have an incredible board of women behind us um, looking after us and advising us across a broad range of topics that are really important to our governance. We have Claire Allen, who has a wealth of experience in the LGBTQ health and wellbeing sector. We have Temple Seville, who is a experienced lawyer and also kickboxer, bringing that martial arts lens. Uh, we have Amanda Camelli, who is also a lawyer practicing in a different area, who again has, I think, 15 years experience in karate. And we have Deb Newburn, who runs person-centered psychology and was one of the initial psychologists involved in consulting for the creation of the Conscious Combat Club. And we have Emma Staples, who has a wealth of experience in gender equity in sport and sport administration and has led uh, just a roster of incredible programs looking at increasing women's access to sport. We already have a few of the people who will make up our team. So we have myself. Um, I was the founder of the program. I have experience in karate, kickboxing, jujitsu. Basically, if it's a combat sport, I'm here for it. Um, I've been hosting this podcast for a long time. Um, I've been facilitating coaching programs for martial arts coaches for the past 16 months um, and getting really incredible results with the programs that they've been creating. Um, I'm so excited to see us move this program to the next level. We also have Penny McKay, who is our people culture and inclusion lead, has a huge amount of experience across social work, LGBTQ inclusion, um, and also therapeutic family violence programs. Uh, they are the ideal person to lead both our diversity and inclusion efforts as well as run as our safeguarding manager, which is the person who will be responsible for managing reports um, of violence, um, discrimination, harassment, also ensuring that we have the policies and training in place to protect the vulnerable people that we work with. We also have Misha Hall, who is a gun in business development and project management, who will come on board to help with the setting up of getting the flagship studio off the ground, including the logistics of organising all of the trades and setting up um, a physical program with fit out, uh, as well as setting up our business development strategy and our outreach plan for how we're going to work with referrers in the local community um, to continue to get new clients into the program who can help with trauma-informed kickboxing. So my name is, my name has been Georgia. I just realized I didn't um, introduce myself right at the start, although I do in the podcast intro. So um Let's go with that's why. You can contact me anytime at georgia at consciouscombat.club um, and my number is listed there if you prefer to drop me a line. Um, if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to contact me. Um, 
So to you, the listener of this podcast, who has stuck with me to listening to the end of this uh, pitch deck. Thank you so much for being here. This has been already enormously helpful for me. I can see a few areas for improvement. I would love to hear your feedback and any um, invitations or sorry, not invitations, introductions that you can make or any ideas that you might have for how we can achieve this goal of setting up a flagship studio. I'm so excited. Um, I cannot wait to open the doors and to welcome you all into a dedicated trauma-informed space. Um, and I just really believe in putting things out to all of you, our beautiful community, as well as the universe to help make this thing happen. So keep your fingers crossed that our DGR endorsement is approved. Um, and also let me know if there's anything at all that I can do to help you in exchange for listening to this first and foremost but also any other ways that you'd like to collaborate with us thank you for being part of the club we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to get in touch please refer to the information in the show notes if you'd like to support this podcast please consider leaving us a review or subscribing on whichever platforms you use to listen or watch the podcast. The Conscious Combat Club acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands in which we work, live and play. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. We'd like to say thank you to Nari for the beautiful song Shape Me heard at the beginning and end of every episode. Nobody shapes like me. To connect with Nari, but me. you can find her on Instagram at don't gotta tell you what my name is, I don't gotta explain it. Walk in the room, hear a boom erupting like I'm famous. I'm here shedding shells, I'm shameless. I fear nothing, no complacence. Walk to many tight ropes with no hope, so I became this poster they hold over all the heads of trauma holders. You don't need to know my history, I move boulders. Atlas shrug, cause I lifted the weight above his shoulders. No pretense of defense, move first like chess soldiers. This goes deeper than empowerment, cause huh, I'm the one to power it. Physical meets mental challenge me to keep devouring. If I can't change the scenery, at least I change perspectives. No longer isolated, but elevated and selective. Darkest places become beautiful spaces. This is where rage meets patience. Meets power meets gracious. Meets, we're so glad you came in. The feeling is contagious. When you the walking impact of intended bad intentions. When you the manifesting of collecting all they tensions. You the soul and body hold it all and still remember. But I'm a work in progress, testament to all contenders. Forgot what it was like to have control over self. Forgot what it was like to be the one in charge. Forgot in my reflection, I could see all my wealth. Forgot that with my bare hands, I break all these bars, barriers, and obstacles. They can't cage me. They can't chronicle all my experiences and reduce them to appearances when i was truly beaten gave myself clearances to fall down mess up and get myself back up i'm not looking for clovers because i don't believe in luck damn you were badass i heard them say it clearly why thank you very much i know now i'm not weary of what's next for me because i expect to see Growth like I was planted, watered, fed, and bloomed to be the positivity and accountability. Knowing they won't step if I'm the agent of my agency. I think I found my voice again, huh? I think I found my voice again, huh? I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, you're the end where I begin. Boundaries, I know them well. Take a breath and meditate. Who is she? I know her well. Now I get to open gates. One, two, one, two. I don't
Rewrite it, hold record it. You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, hold record it, huh? 